Welcome to Spark Joy, the podcast dedicated to celebrating the KonMari method and the transformative power of surrounding yourself with joy and letting go of all the rest. With your hosts and certified KonMari consultants, Kristen Ivey and Karen Sochi. And now, here's the show. Hello, and welcome to Spark Joy. I'm Karen. And I'm Kristen. And today we will explore the importance of tidying by category rather than location. We'll address why it's so important to gather like items together to determine what sparks joy and to prevent a clutter relapse down the line that would only undo all of your hard work. To further explore the application of this technique, we will answer a question submitted by a SparkJoy listener who has a paper-clogged command center in her kitchen. But before we jump into the decluttering by category topic, let's start with a joy check. Kristen, what is sparking joy for you these days? Oh, well, I am in this group called Power of You. It's a virtual course and virtual community via Facebook, but it has been so influential. Just, I've, I think I've only been in it about a month now, and it's crazy. I've actually met up with some people in the group in person in Chicago and just felt so comfortable with a group of people who are all moving towards the same goal, which is finding clarity and in then in turn finding courage as well and completely eliminating self-doubt or any sense of hesitation that you have around all the areas of your life, finances, career, uh, as well as love life and health. So yeah, we touch on everything in that group. It's hosted by Mel Robbins. And mm. you may have seen her on, on, she has a famous TED Talk that has about 11 million views at this point. And so she's all about being real. She is no nonsense. And she's all about switching ourselves into, out of this whole mode of talking ourselves out of things versus taking immediate action. So she has this thing called the five second rule, which is all about launching yourself into action. Just simply saying five, four, three, two, one, when either you want to get out of bed without pushing snooze, or mm -hmm. you want to talk to that interesting looking person across the room. So it really applies to all aspects of your life. I love it because it's not just, you know, something for your business. It's not just something for your personal life. It's really just for your life in general. So met great people there. They're super motivating. I'm in the fall course, but there's uh, she offers them two courses every year. So there'll be some more in the future. It's called Power View. She's really great. I've seen her video a couple of times and it's really super powerful and good. I really liked it. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's her story is really interesting too. Mm -hmm. I've listened to a couple of her interviews recently and big Mel fan. So shout out to Mel Robbins and, <laughs> and the POI group. And so enough about POI, Karen, how have you been sparking joy these days? So for me, travel is one of my greatest joys in life. It is the biggest joy sparker I can think of almost. And as we're starting to think about the holidays, I've been thinking about um, how the holiday 
the holidays have become so different for me post Kanmari. And I've really been very focused on giving and getting experiences rather than physical items. So in thinking about what I wanted to ask Santa for for Christmas this year, I have been thinking about the possibility of um, going on a trip. And one of the things that I've never done, one of the places I've never gone has been Southeast Asia. And I also um, would love to have an opportunity to practice yoga. Um, I love yoga. I am not very good at it, but I really enjoy doing it. So I thought one of the things that I would really like to do is maybe go on a yoga treat, yoga retreat to someplace like Thailand. Um, and that has been bringing me a lot of joy thinking about um, myself, this vision of myself in Thailand on a yoga mat. Wow, that's really cool. I would love to hear more about that when you come back. Maybe we'll check in and talk about it on another show for sure, because I want to hear all those great yoga tips. And yeah, this just sounds like a great active vacation. Right? It'll be very fun. It'll be very yeah. fun. Just thinking about it and looking into it and just reading all about the different options. And there's so many different places to go in right, Southeast right. Asia to do that. So we'll see. We'll very see. cool. Well, now that we've joy checked, let's start with a quick review. So in episode one, Kanmari 101, we talked a lot about Kanmari basics and Marie Kondo's background and how she came to love tidying and how she also discovered the key to tidying once and for all is about surrounding yourself with only the possessions that spark joy. In episode four, the Kanmari lifestyle, we talk about the importance of creating a vision and grounding yourself in your ideal lifestyle and living environment before you even begin your tidying event. So now our episodes emerge and bring us to Kanmari Fundamentals. This is all about tidying by category. One of the more dramatic quotes in Marie Kondo's book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, is tidying up by location is a fatal mistake. So to talk a bit about what tidying by category really means, it's best to think back to traditional organizing methods, where the organizer would focus on one room at a time, sorting it and organizing everything in that room from top to bottom, and then moving on to the next room. So for example, you might start with the kitchen first, and then um, organize everything in the kitchen, and then move on to the bedroom closet. But Marie Kondo tested this approach and realized that success can be short-lived using this tactic because we often store the same type of items in more than one place. So when items are dispersed throughout the home, you never fully grasp the overall volume and get discouraged before you get finished. Yeah, and just to review, the Kanmari method is the comprehensive execution of this whole idea of tidying by category. And what we mean by category are certain classifications of items that are in the home. So the ones that we focus in on are clothing, books, paper, kimono, which means miscellaneous items. And the last category is sentimental items. And the order of these categories is very intentional. You may be wondering, why do we start with clothing? Or you may think, oh, I want to start with another category. But actually, clothing, if we think about it, it's the only item that leaves our home we hope, every day. Uh, and it, it also represents our character, our personality, and all of that is closely tied to the vision of our future self. 
So working through the clothing category helps you warm up to this idea of what exactly spark joy means to you. And it works well when you're trying to build your criteria of in set, setting that joy bar very high. And typically when you're examining clothing, you're not going to run across a whole bunch of super sentimental items like you might when examining miscellaneous. You might run across things like photos or or journals when you're in the paper category. With clothing, you know, it's a great place to just warm up. Uh, and you want to avoid not <laughs> walking down memory lane for sure. If you do find something that's sentimental while you're working through clothing, you're going to wait to process it until you reach the final step, which is the sentimental category. So you might find something within books, paper, miscellaneous, or clothing. Um, instead of sitting down, working through it, um, trying to take a moment to process something that might get you super emotional, you hold off on that and place it in the sentimental to work on once your decision-making ability has been tested and practiced. So by default, you also start to bring like items together during this process. This is very intentional also. This step requires no decision-making, but is also a very difficult step to overcome because at the start of your tidying event, your possessions are very integrated. So, And we mean everything when we talk about bringing everything together, every like item together. So you want to begin by looking not only in the places that are obvious for clothing, for example, but all the things, all the places that are not so obvious, like your car, your storage unit, your attic, your parents' house or a friend's house, any place that you might have clothing, it's important to go search those out. And you want to find all the items from the category. And the reason that you're doing this is so that you can see exactly what you have. So a white top doesn't seem so important when you realize that you have eight of them and they look exactly alike. So in seeing all of your items in a big pile, the extent of what you own is seen for what it is. There's no ignoring what you own in this with this method. You are confronting the clutter head on. Yeah, and you're also coming to terms with the amount of things that you own. And this will eventually influence the way you shop and the things that you bring back into your house after your tidying event is complete. And it's it's interesting how, you know, we have this relationship with the things that we surround ourselves with. And we often ask ourselves, what does my clutter say about me? Right? That's a great place to start. So if you don't know where to start, this is a great guiding thought. Mm -hmm. And this thought just gives you better awareness uh, regarding anything from your past that may be holding you back. And Marie Kondo notes in her book that attachment to the past and fears concerning the future not only govern the way you select the things you own, but also represent the criteria by which you make choices in every aspect of your life, including your relationships with people and your job. So let's explore this idea of tidying by category by answering a question submitted by a SparkJoy listener. Her name is Sarah, and she is a mom of two and is in kitchen distress. SparkJoy, 
My name is Sarah, and I have a problem in my kitchen and my house that is the bane of my existence. My kitchen table and the desk command center in the kitchen are a complete disaster area. I have hung hooks for the kids' backpacks and lunch bags, but the explosion of papers and bags that come home every day makes me want to tear my beautiful pink hair out. I can spend up to two hours trying to reorganize and put away all of the papers and clutter and things that need to go away into other rooms, only to have the piles return within two to three days. The biggest problem is the piles of paper, they get stacked, they get put in a new place, but they never seem to get put away. I have gotten better at making sure that the kids' papers are going directly from backpack to trash can after I look at them but I have a much harder time when it comes to finding the right place to take care of things like bills, magazines, anything that would, or anything that I would like to get to, but never have the time to get to. I have an abundance of file folders, organizing systems, but they never solve the problem. Please help. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Sarah. So as you can see, buying more organizational tools like file folders doesn't always solve the problem. What we suggest is that you start by creating your vision statement as your very first step. And if you are struggling with this, you can always refer back to episode four, The KonMari Lifestyle, where we provide some tips around how to create your vision. Once you've got your vision down solid, you should then start with the first category and work your way up. When there is clutter in an isolated location, it typically means that there needs to be an evaluation by category across the rooms. Paper is simply information, and where there's an abundance, that's when it turns into clutter. You wanna meet clutter where it's at, put it all together, and divide it into the three categories that we suggested before you make a decision to keep or discard. Those categories are act now, which means things that need your immediate attention, such as a bill that needs to be paid, Keep temporarily, this could be something like an invitation for a wedding that's two months away, and then keep forever. And this is going to be things like your birth certificates for you and the kids and your family, or insurance policies, or just things like that that you know that you're going to need forever for for the information that they contain. One of the things that you could consider doing is addressing the source or the inflow of the paper as it, before it even comes into the home. So if your problem is a particular magazine subscription that just seems to pile up and you never get around to reading it, you might want to think about whether or not you really want to get that magazine anymore. Or is it available online and you're just, um, you just have, you're duplicating um, its availability. Um, junk mail is the same way. Maybe there, um, Maybe there's a lot of junk mail that you can actually go online and and get off the mailing list so that that's not coming into your home any longer. The idea is that if it's not making its way into your home in the first place, then it can't turn into clutter. Yeah, and hedging the clutter that's coming into your home, crossing the threshold in the form of paper or information also helps to help temptations. If you have any shopping habits that you're working on, for example, Uh, this is a great way to just kind of block yourself from seeing those things. And Sarah, don't forget that flat surfaces are for activity and not for storage. So you mentioned you have, I'm envisioning at least a uh, big desk that might be integrated a little bit well with your 
kitchen space. So that seems like, oh, there's lots of room. I can put, you know, my things here, right? That's what we naturally will um, want to do when we see a big open space. We naturally tend to want to fill it. But I want you to work on thinking about this open space is not an opportunity for things to be filled or, or paper to fall, not a landing space. It's really an opportunity for activity. So try to work on not keeping things like even a pencil holder or a um, blender or kitchen appliance, you know, on surfaces that are in your kitchen. Uh, even those big inboxes that are really take up a lot of horizontal square footage. Um, an alternative to that would be a magazine file, which uh, is great because it's slim and vertical. So even if it is sitting on your desk space, it can um, take in those papers that you're processing without overwhelming the space and leaving it open for you to create memories with your family. Also, I want to point out that you mentioned that you have things that you'd like to get to, but you never have time to. I think, I don't know about you, Karen, I, I know I relate to this problem, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's never enough time. We always want, you know, an additional hour or two out of our day. But if reality is, is all of us have the same amount of time that we're given every day. So when we say that we don't have time to do something, that's not actually the case. We're actually, uh, well, it's important for you to think about changing your language. So instead of saying, I'm too busy, try this trick. Instead, change your language to, this is not a priority right now. So if you find yourself saying, I'm too busy to tidy up the kitchen, instead say, tidying up the kitchen is not a priority right now. Sit with how you feel about that statement. Check mm -hmm. yourself. If you feel like, hmm, that's making me feel a little bit uncomfortable, then that maybe means that you need to make time in your schedule to devote to daily tidying or a large tidying event. And if you can comfortably say tidying is not a priority right now, then maybe that might just be the case and that's okay too. You just want to figure out, you know, where you're at and consider making an appointment on your calendar, just like you would with your boss or someone else who's your friend. Make it firm. Uh, make sure that you make time in your schedule to devote to yourself, whether it be through a tidying exercise or um, time to be on social media or time to be on TV. Just start to structure your day a little bit more by holding yourself accountable for these, uh, these appointments uh, as much as you would if it was a date with someone else. So I think that's so important because what you're, what you're really doing is taking the power away from the dreaded activity by saying, this is what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm, I'm evaluating its importance to me. I'm yeah. making a decision about what I want to, if I want to do it or not mm -hmm. at this point in time. And then I'm putting it down on paper if it's something that I've determined I will do. And I'm, and you're making an appointment with yourself to take care of that, um, which can just be so liberating. It can. And it's, just making those small appointments, those small steps, they snowball into mm -hmm. making larger decisions. Your body starts to, in your mind as well, starts to get used to, you know, just acting, you know, not delaying, not talking yourself out of 
doing something, whether it be tidying or anything else, having an uncomfortable conversation with someone or mm-hmm. uh, cleaning even. Uh, yeah, it's your your mind and your body start to get used to doing it and it becomes more a part of your subconscious than something you're constantly worrying about. I love that the fact that now I've completed my tidying event, I do, mm-hmm. even if my home gets messy and it definitely does, there's things out right now on my desk or on my <laughs> kitchen table, but that's okay. Uh, I know that all of those things have a place and they will go back in those place in probably right. less than 10 minutes. So even if I see them out, uh, it doesn't necessarily stress me out. So right. uh, yeah, so you want to work towards getting to that point, Sarah, and you're, you've done great so far. And it looks like you've started to help your kids do the same by encouraging them to tidy up and your behaviors will be a model for them. So absolutely, yeah, so great job so far. So Sarah, we wish you the very best of luck. And we would love to get an update on how you're progressing. So please tag us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter with your, your progress. So let's recap. Today, we're talking about tidying by category rather than location. This is a way to make comprehensive decisions by directly confronting your clutter. And this is clutter that's collected in a way where like items are together so you can make the best decision for you and start to shape your joy sparking criteria. And so we talked about practicing your ability to determine what is sparking joy for you with the categories in order. So for example, paper, the category we were just talking about is pretty tricky and you wanna practice with the other categories so that you're ready to tackle it in its time. And remember, we all have clutter somewhere, so everyone's challenge <laughs> is going to be unique. With Sarah, paper was really scary for you, for her. For you, it may be another category like clothing or books that causes you a little bit of anxiety. So if you find yourself at that point, just lead with compassion and start by appreciating that your basic needs are met and there is joy somewhere in your life. So appreciating that is the first step, mm. leading with gratitude, and then working through all areas of your home and all categories. So now we want to hear from you. Tell us your burning tidying questions or share stories about how Kamari has impacted your life. You can find us at sparkjoypodcast.com and click Ask Spark Joy to leave a question or comment for a chance to be featured on next week's show. You can also join the discussion on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at the handle at Spark Joy Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope your day sparks joy. Thank you for listening to Spark Joy with your host, Kristen Ivey of For the Love of Tidy in Chicago and Karen Sochi of The Serene Home in New York City. Spark Joy, the podcast is not endorsed by or affiliated with Conmari Media Incorporated. The opinions expressed on this episode represent the views of the co-hosts and guests alone and do not represent the corporate position of Conmari Media Incorporated or the Conmari Consultant Community.